mama of three and a nurse by trade. I love women's health and empowering mamas to be their best selves. Kick ass moms. Join me every Tuesday on my podcast, Otterly Mama, as I share stories, tips, and tricks that I've learned along the way and bring in experts to get us through the lows and celebrate our highs. Let me support you through this mama roller coaster ride. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. So on today's episode, I have Jennifer. She's a nurse, a single mom, and she's also managing the care for her little one, her little boy, who's had a really incredible journey, and he's only six years old. And I have been watching his journey through Jennifer's social media posts, and I am just in awe of everything that's happened just over the course of his short life. And so I really wanted to get her on my podcast, Otterly Mama. So welcome, Jennifer, to Otterly Mama. Hi, thank you. Yeah. Would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, my name's Jennifer. I am a cardiac nurse. I've been a nurse for about 16 years now and a single mom to Noah. And what is your favorite part of being a mom? Oh, uh, everything. I love being a mom. Um, I feel like it was my true calling to be a mother. Very cool. Is there anything in particular? Um, Just all the fun things we do, I think. You know, you get to experience everything, you know, from bringing a child into the world and then raising them to be, you know, the the kids that they are, the adults that they are. I think that's a, a great journey. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So without further ado, let's get started on talking about Noah's story. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Noah and like around the time when he was born and just a little bit about like, did you know about his health condition before he was born? So when I was pregnant, I had preeclampsia. So I was going to the doctors every week for ultrasounds. Um, nothing showed abnormality of any kind. Um, I think when I look back in my heart, I had known something was wrong, but nothing, nothing before he was born, nothing was mentioned or anything. Uh, then he, when he was born, he was born uh, via C-section in 2014, June of 2014. Um, his legs or his feet didn't didn't move. Oh, and okay. they said, okay, well, he's got kind of like club feet. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's sad, but lots of kids have that. They go through bracing and they're fine. And it is what it is. Right. And then... The next day they come at me and they say, well, your son has scoliosis pretty bad. Okay, well, hundreds of people have scoliosis, not anything to worry about. And I mean, he was in the NICU. And when I look at things now, Mm -hmm. I can say, hey, there was something seriously wrong. But at the time, all I saw was a perfect little boy. Yeah, right. I mean, you kind of have blinders on too. Yeah, you do. Between, you know, they did back x-rays and feet x-rays and one of the back x-rays, they said, you know, we don't really see the lower part of his back. So they said maybe because of scoliosis, whatever. So they called the specialist who had recommended an MRI. Mm -hmm. So when he was three days old, they took him for an MRI. Now, I've been a nurse for, you know, years at that point. And I've sent patients for MRI and they've been gone for an hour, hour and a half. They took him, he was gone for four hours. 
Oh my goodness. And yeah, it's a long, yeah, long time a for long time. a three day old. Yep. Yeah. And it was, I was, I was not going to lie. It was panicking. So, yeah. and I, and I'm assuming my, you weren't allowed to go with him. No, I couldn't go with him. I was currently being discharged while he oh, got his right. MRI. So the MRI yeah. is in a different facility than the hospital is. And so they had to put him in an ambulance and take him there. You're kidding me. Yeah. With the nurse practitioner and they have to sedate them. So they hold still. So he mm-hmm. gets back and I'm, I'm a mess. But at that time in my mind, I still said, okay, well, they're probably just being cautious. Yeah. He wasn't back in his NICU room for 10 minutes before I had two nurses, the nurse practitioner and the doctor all coming over and they say, well, I'm sorry, but it doesn't look like he's going to be able to do much as far as walking. They said he doesn't have the lower portion of his vertebrae. He doesn't have the lower portion of his spine. Yeah. Yeah. So they said, we need to send him for a Syracuse is an hour and a half away. We need, that's Mm -hmm. the children's hospital. We need to send him there for evaluation because he may need surgery right away. Oh, wow. So of course now panicky mess and they ended up sending him to Syracuse. And I said, well, we really didn't like the images they got. He moved too much for the MRI. So they had to do another one. (laughs) Baby, of course he's going to know. (laughs) Yeah. So they had to end up sedating him more. And they came back and, you know, the neurosurgeon came in to talk to us and she said, well, he doesn't need surgery. However, he does have this condition called caudal regression syndrome. And I had never heard of it. Nobody I knew had ever heard of it. So of course I Googled it, which was probably the worst thing to do because the images aren't always, aren't, aren't good. Yeah. So for sure. That's the one thing not to do that we all do. (laughs) And I did it. (laughs) Of course. So yeah. Come to find out his condition is literally one in a hundred thousand live births. So it is wow. very rare. Oh my goodness. Um, it's very rare that you know somebody that has the same condition. Wow. The only reason I know people is because of the support group that I'm in. Oh, cool. And where did you so, find the support group? Um, Facebook. Oh, okay. Yep. It's it's personal and it's very it's limited to only people who have the condition or caregivers. So you're free to ask any sort of questions because there are lots of questions and there's lots of things people don't realize with his condition. Mm -hmm. Um, So he didn't need surgery at that time. They said there's a very low chance that he'll be able to walk. He may be able to stand and transfer himself over to a chair, Mm -hmm. but we're sending a social worker in because you got to remodel your house because everything's (laughs) on the second floor. And of course I'm panicking and, you know, finally one doctor comes in and I said, look, he's a newborn. No newborns walk. Let's take this one day at a time. Exactly. Let's not. Which like... is a hard concept for me. And sure. that's my biggest regret out of everything. I wish that I had gone back to that first year and let him be that baby. Because all in my mind I could think about is let's get to the milestones that he needs to get to to see if he can get to these. Then I can get rid of that stress. Right. But um, knowing what I know now, you know, I wish I, I wish I just relaxed a little bit on that but he was probably eight months old I think mm-hmm. ish and we noticed that he was pulling himself up and standing cool. not by himself at the time but they said okay well he's standing so we need to release the tendons in his feet yeah so that he can maybe potentially walk yeah so they went to do that he had that when he was eight months old uh ended up with a blood clot in his foot 
and he almost lost the top of his foot. So they were going to transfer him then, but they ended up keeping him on blood thinners for about two weeks and that cleared up. Um, He didn't lose a foot, thankfully. Um, Comes home in a a cast, (laughs) you know, but the next thing I know, he's pulling him up, walking on the couch. Oh, that's awesome. yeah, and then that's when I knew I was like, okay, we're gonna have a walker. Yeah. Regardless, we're gonna have a walker. Yeah. This is so, coming from them telling you at three days old that he may never walk. <laughs> yeah, they told me he would pivot if if that with crushes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So probably it was I don't know exactly how old he was. I'd say a year, at least a year and a half, at mm-hmm. least. All that surgery was said and done, and he takes a few steps. Awesome. No, yeah, it's very like a wide base walk. He walked with his legs very separated from sure. each other. Yeah, I mean, my, he had been in therapy since he was three weeks old. They have always done therapy with him. Mm-hmm. So the therapist said, "Hey, there's a program that you can get him in that was really good for balanced upper body strength." And they said it was horse therapy. Oh. Okay. So we took him once a week to the horse stable and they only do therapy horses. Yeah. So he would be on that and he'd be riding once, once a week we do that and he'd ride them. They put them on and they kind of ride fast because it gives them the child or the person, yeah. um, the feel of actual walking. And it really helped his gait. It helped yeah. his uh, upper body and he was walking in no time. That's awesome. I know. I mean, we, we use a wheelchair for distance. He does, he does require that, Yeah. but he can walk pretty much, pretty much like nothing's wrong. Wow. And yeah, I've never even heard of like horse therapy for walking. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't either. I heard it for autistic people. I had not heard it for physical therapy until, until then, but it was a lifesaver. Wow. And he was like a year and a half at the time when he started? Yeah, he was about a year and a half when he started horseback riding. Cool. That's amazing. Yep. I mean, with COVID, we haven't done it. And right. the therapists now through schools are a little bit different. Yeah. But. So, like, initially, the, like, they didn't have a lot of hopes for him walking. And they, they no, none. <laughs> they didn't give me hardly any. And I think I asked them about 15 or 16 different ways or you know, around the question to try yeah. to see if I can coax a little bit of hope out of them. Yeah, definitely. But, and you know, <laughs> they were not. And I, I have not been ever been an anxious person or had anxiety issues. Yeah. But I had felt like the rug had been pulled out from underneath me. Of my course. whole world, like the whole thing. I had a healthy baby. I said, please take me back to a week ago when my baby was healthy. And fine. Yeah. 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 Man. I'm just curious, like, because of the preeclampsia, did that have anything to do with it? Like, No. no? Um, yeah. This condition is uh, usually formed before you even know you're pregnant because the nervous system is the first part to form oh, okay. after the heart. So, but sense. usually by the time you find out you're pregnant, this has already happened. Yeah, because by the time you, you know, I, you're pregnant, we it's often um, like six or eight weeks pregnant and yep, you're already like, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had him at genetic doctors and nothing. He has genetic. It just happened. Interesting. Okay. So clearly not preventable whatsoever. No. And he is doing amazing. He he really is. <laughs> he really is. Tell us how he is now. What's going on? 
Well, he's doing good. He is in kindergarten. Nice. He does still do physical therapy, but that will probably be at least till he's an adult. Yeah. Just in December, had a spinal fusion for his scoliosis, mm-hmm. which went phenomenal. Cool. Two weeks later, he was up running, jumping, doing everything he did before. Awesome. We follow up MRIs every year. He'll have one in July. Mm-hmm. He will probably need a spinal cord surgery at some point. His spinal cord is tethered, meaning the, the spinal cord has attached itself to the wall and pulls. So he'll probably need that fixed. He's had that fixed once before. He'll probably need that done again. Yeah, as he grows and gets bigger. Yes, and probably over the summer mm-hmm. he may need that. Obviously, the scoliosis is watched carefully. He does still have scoliosis. Um, They can't do a full fusion on a kid. So he'll be having more surgery for that down the line, I'm sure. Yeah. How many surgeries has he had so far? Surgeries? He had two feet surgeries, a spinal cord surgery, uh, and the scoliosis surgery. So four surgeries in six years of life. Crazy. Yep. Probably about 15 MRIs. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So one of the things that really amazed me was just because I think you posted that like he just the the diagnosis at birth that they thought that he would never be able to walk. And then you showed right. a video of him like jumping on a playground from like those little really hard yeah. like <laughs> mushroom things. Or I whatever. never thought he would do that. I never thought he would do that. I never thought we would get to that point. That is amazing. He does whatever he wants to do. Like if, <laughs> if he puts his mind to it, he's going to do that. He is stubborn. He's been stubborn since day one. And I think that's what's gotten him where he is. Yeah. And it sounds like he has a really good support system too. He does. He really does. I mean, you're 100% the majority of that support system, but you yeah. like. No, I have my mom who helps out quite a bit as well. Yeah. You got to give yourself more credit than that. (laughs) All right. So what do you think was the hardest part so far about his journey? The first year, not knowing. Everybody wants their child to be able to do everything that they want to do. I mean, as good as he is, he isn't without symptoms of this caudal regression syndrome. Yeah. And unfortunately, one of those symptoms is incontinence. He doesn't have nerves to his bladder to yeah. tell him when he has to go. Yeah, of course. So there are only a few options at this point with his age mm-hmm. on how to handle this. Yeah. And unfortunately, the one of them is incont- just plain incontinence and pull-ups. Yeah. He doesn't want to be made fun of for that. Of and that, that's, that's, I think, the hardest thing for me. Yeah. To watch him be absolutely terrified that his friends are going to find out. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's not easy to hide something like that. No. Well, we're doing, we do pretty good. Um, we, you know, he, he can manage himself. Mm-hmm. You know, we make sure that the shirts that he wears are long enough and the pants that he wears can pull up high enough and... Yeah. You know, he wears regular underwear over them. So I think that's the hardest. The emotional part is the hardest part for me. I mean, yeah. I don't like to see my child have surgeries. I don't like to see him in pain. Right. But the emotional, what he has to deal with is what kills me. 
Oh, sure. And it's like, I mean, I know he's only six years old, but like, it, it's sad that like, you know, you, he has, he is such a strong little boy and he's come this far and, yeah, and that's, what's getting to him. You know, you know I, I'm trying, and it's just probably since he's been in school that he realizes there's something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I try to tell him, you know, before I was like, buddy, do you, you know, is it okay? People ask you questions. And I said, yeah. and I, he doesn't like people staring at him. I said, why don't you go over and tell these are usually kids. You know, right. go over and tell them why you're using a wheelchair or right. why you run funny. He doesn't want anybody to see his feet because his, he doesn't have any movement. His, he can't move his ankles or his toes. Oh, so okay. they are contracted, mm-hmm. which will require surgery down the line. But right now that's not yeah. something that needs to be done. Oh, sure. Yeah. Things are not without a struggle, I think. Yeah. You know, as a special needs mom, you fight... The, there's always the school district, the doctor's appointments, or you notice something a little off, so you always got to fight for something. There's always something you're fighting for. Right. And it's always it always is a fight. Mm-hmm. It, it always turns out okay, but it, it stresses you out when, okay, the bus made him sit down for an hour and a half, and he really can't sit for an hour and a half without pain. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, I notice that he's falling more, and everybody says, oh, he's, he's fine, he's fine, but your mom might know. Something's different. We got to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's that mom instinct. And like you said, from the very beginning, that instinct that you thought something wasn't right and he was inside of you, something isn't right. And then it continues throughout his whole life. Yep. How have you been doing with all this? Um, Better now. Like I said, the first year was rough. Yeah. There's always something going on. There's always a surgery or an MRI or something they're they're watching. Right. I don't want to say I'm used to it, but I've adapted to it. I've adapted to that lifestyle. Yeah. I think years ago, if you told me I would have adapted to the lifestyle, I said, you don't adapt to this. You don't. Yeah. But I think, I mean, you have to. You have mm-hmm. to. Or, you know, I can't let every MRI. I mean, I, I send my kid off to MRI. It's always anesthesia. It's never, it never right. gets easier to send your kid. But you know mm-hmm. that it has to be done. It is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You know, accept that. I think acceptance was my biggest challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. Like, I just freak out over little things, let alone, oh, like, yeah. having to send them to an MRI or surgeries or you're, you're a strong woman. No, I, see, everybody says that to me. But I don't feel that. I feel any mother would do the same thing for their child. Yeah. I have no choice. You know, right. I, I, I was given no choice, right. but the people that are in the situation, mm-hmm. you would do it if you had to do it. Of course. Yeah. You know, he needs it. Yeah. <laughs> he needs someone to fight for him and yep. else other than his, his mom. Yep. And it sounds like your mom too. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what has been the best part so far of his journey? Seeing how determined he is. Yeah. Seeing that everything that they said he couldn't do, he does. Yeah. Walking to, you know, getting around, being independent. I mean, for the children he has, he's independent. He gets himself up. He dresses himself. You know, he does everything on his own. I never, never thought that that would happen. And I love watching how determined he is to do things like that video with the mushrooms. He was so determined to do that. Awesome. So determined. And he does it. 
and he just does it like it's nothing you know yeah that was so like cool. he has no idea they sat they sat me down and said that he'll never do that he just does it <laughs> he's just like out to prove everyone wrong i think basically he's stubborn he's very stubborn that's so cool that he is stubborn because it's keeping him yeah. going for sure you know i've said that the stubbornness is what gets him where he needs to be the fact that he's going to do whatever he wants to do yeah and it doesn't sound like anyone's going to tell him any different nope what a great spirit <laughs> yeah he is he's amazing i've learned a lot just just watching him i'm sure he has a lot to teach everybody <laughs> yep do you have any advice for like other moms who are managing their children's health conditions take it one day at a time Enjoy your child when they're young. They're only young once. Um, let be what what is going to be. Yeah. It'll fall into place somehow. Yeah. But just take that one day at a time. Right. And try not to get wrapped up in the moment. Yes. Yeah. Don't think about, you know, what you have to do a month from now, what surgery you have to do, what procedure. Don't stress about it. Enjoy, enjoy what you have. Right. Yeah, like you said, like that first year was the hardest for you. It was very hard. It sounds like once you kind of let it go and not worry about like, I don't know, the medical model is very like, like you said, like meeting those milestones and you want want him to do that. But every child is so different. So it sounds like. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it was such a shock, you know, when it happened. I mean, everything happens the way that happens for a reason. I think had I known the actual diagnosis before he was born, of course, I would have Googled it and I would have been in a worse, worse position. Yeah. So I think that, you know, there's a reason that it happened, things had happened the way they happened. Right. And it wasn't probably until about, he was three years old when I finally was like, okay, let's calm down, you know, but everything before that was, why is there always something? Why is there always a doctor's appointment? Why is there always surgery? Why is there always a procedure? Yeah. Cause he's a fighter and he wanted to get better. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he wanted to achieve everything that he could from clearly day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just yep. keeps pushing forward. He does. And I think he will continue to do so. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Is there anything that like we haven't talked about that might be helpful to other moms or anything that you want to bring up about uh, like his specific syndrome. So it's caudal regression syndrome. That's what it yes, is. Yes. Caudal regression syndrome. Yep. Okay. I think the easiest way I can describe it is comparable to spina bifida. Got it. Most people have heard of that. He doesn't have an opening in his back mm-hmm. like they do. He just yep. doesn't have that portion. So his spinal cord ends at T10 where it should end up between L1 and L2. Yeah. And he doesn't have a tailbone. So no lumbar whatsoever. Okay. He has lumbar. He doesn't have yeah. sacrum. Okay. Yep. I think also as far as advice goes, find a doctor or a pediatrician who is well-versed in special needs kids, whatever condition that is. Yeah. That was the most helpful thing to us mm-hmm. because our local pediatrician here mm-hmm. came from a hospital somewhere it was a big children's hospital so he he him himself has actually seen caudal regression syndrome and to find a physician that knows that yeah 
that has seen it is spectacular because it's yeah. basically nobody even knew what it was. You know, I'd get providers come in and I'd have to start from day one, the whole spiel over again. Oh, so find wow. a provider that is well-versed in special needs mm-hmm. and find resources. Like what type of resources? Well, when he was born, they put him into a program called early intervention. Mm-hmm. I think that the physician has to order that, but that's usually for, you know, kids with special needs, obviously, who yeah. need therapy. The county you live in should pay for the therapy. However, mm-hmm. there's always things. I am um, single mom. Mm-hmm. I do work full time. However, our doctors are out of network because we had to go oh, wow. to Syracuse, which is an hour and a half away. Yeah. So finances are big, uh, big sometimes. Yeah, You know, between um, driving to Syracuse and back, usually we go about once a month for an appointment. Mm-hmm. Equipment, the wheelchair is, you know, custom made. Yeah. So kids' wheelchairs are custom made. So there's usually some sort of out of packet for them. Yeah. Or whatever devices, durable medical equipment that they need. Yeah. Resources can help. Social workers can find different programs that can help you financially. Mm-hmm. Of course, co- with COVID, everything is different right now. Right. Um, but there is a program called OPWDD that does financial assistance for people. Oh, cool. And they'll like reimburse um, for car rides or reimburse if you need a special car seat or a bike for your child. Nice. Um, there is also programs that will donate things like bikes for kids with special needs. Wow. That, what is that? OP? OPWDD. I forgot what it stands for. Is that like um, national I, or is that just in New York State? I, I'm thinking it's national. Okay. Uh, or every, every area has a branch of it. Hmm. It's not financially based. We don't have it yet. We were in the process of applying and then COVID hit and everybody's financially not in a position to yeah. Give what they did. Right, right, right. Yeah. COVID just kind of messed everything yeah. up. And support groups. Support groups are big. Yeah. Like I said, his condition is so rare. There's one support group. Wow. One. And you said you found that on Facebook? I found it on Facebook. I found it when he was in the NICU. Oh, wow. Okay. It's good because some support groups, they let everybody join. This mm-hmm. one specific will only let people who have the condition or take a caregiver of someone that has a condition. So you can um, feel free to ask questions and not be embarrassed because people don't really understand, you know? Right. Right. I knew you mentioned a little bit earlier that some people just don't realize like some of the symptoms of, of the caudal regression syndrome. Like what is, what are some of those that people don't understand? Well, first off the incontinence. Yeah. He has neurogenic, bladder mm-hmm. so he he goes once a year and they do like uh ekg of his bladder got it um to, he does he doesn't feel that part of his abdomen mm-hmm. so he doesn't know if he's having bladder spasms he doesn't know when his bladder is full he doesn't know how to empty it right but people don't associate incontinence with spinal cord unless you know the spinal yeah. cord you know the healthcare system Mm-hmm. A general person in the public will see, oh, a child wearing a diaper or a child wearing a pull-up. But they're right. not, there's there's nothing you can do about that. Sure. 
Well, I just remember like taking care of like quadri- quadriplegics or paraplegics yeah. and like, I'm assuming it's somewhat similar. Like they have yes. bowel regiments yeah. and. Yes, he has a bowel regimen. However, he is bowel continent and nobody can give me an answer how that happened. If oh. He doesn't have nerves there. We don't know how he's continent, but he is. He is hey. bowel continent. Good for him, <laughs> man. Take, yeah, I take that as a big, um, big accomplishment because, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like that's huge. Yeah. I mean, he's short statured. It was also difficult. I mean, I work full time. I had to find a daycare, like a wraparound care for him. You know, a lot of daycares don't want to take somebody with special needs. Yeah. But the one I found is is excellent. They take great care of him Mm -hmm. and nothing is a big deal to them. And they say, oh, we're going to walk to the park. Can you leave his wheelchair here? No problem. You know? Yeah. So it's really good. Yeah. That's awesome. And I will say the school, the Johnson City School District that he goes to is very accommodating. Yes. Yeah. I'm very ton of, like, if I have a concern, I message his teacher. His teacher's in contact with me all the time. If there's an issue, you know, we, we go to great lengths to make sure that people don't know some of the things he goes through. Yeah, sure. Just because they, they wouldn't understand it clearly. No, it's difficult for a child to understand, hey, there's a medical reason he has to wear it you know there's a medical reason yeah his feet turn in or there's a medical reason that he has to use that wheelchair mm-hmm. like Noah obviously gets it but yeah to explain it to another five or six year old that's yeah and that's another thing I you know I asked for help with the social worker because I said I need to know how to teach him to tell people what is wrong Mm-hmm. Because people are going to ask, you know, kids are going to ask, they want to know, they're very curious. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, usually if you tell them what's wrong, they, that's okay, and move on. Yeah. You know, so we had to go through a lot of, of the, what, what is the best thing to say? Because, yeah. I mean, no one knows, but if he goes to a kindergartner and say there's a problem with my spinal cord. Right. Well, that kindergartner probably doesn't know what a spinal cord is. No, yeah. You know, so <laughs> sometimes he comes out with a wise answer and I have to correct him, but. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta keep it fun. <laughs> the other day, somebody came over, a kid came over and asked them why he had the wheelchair. He goes, you don't need to worry about what I'm doing. You need to worry about what you're doing. I'm like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love I know. it. He's so, he's so wise and oh it's so funny though fresh <laughs> yeah he is fresh he's <laughs> fresh and he's stubborn and i like i said i swear that's what gets him to where he is heck yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that's so great that he's like in such good spirits and clearly isn't letting anything get to him he doesn't he really doesn't you know we're even when he has the surgeries and he's hurting and that he's still his character is there and it's you can't help but laugh sometimes yeah the things he says <laughs> and the nurses come over and they fight over him because they all want to take care of him oh awesome. he's very small he is yeah. six and he wears 40 clothes oh, okay yeah so he you know when you don't have a, that part of your vertebrae you're shorter right. Sure. Plus, I'm not tall. I'm not tall. Neither is, you know, his dad. Yeah. <laughs> but his peers tower over him, but he doesn't allow that to stop him. <laughs> Clearly. What he doesn't have in height, he has in wit. 
<laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Makes up foreign wit. I love it. Yeah. I'm I'm utterly amazed just like seeing his journey like through your social media posts and yeah. I just think it's great. And I feel like more people need to know about it because like like we keep saying, like nothing is standing in his way. You were told that right. he wasn't going to walk and now he is jumping on the jungle gym. <laughs> like, you know, and, and it's funny that the doctors say, when you go to the doctors, I don't know how he's doing what he does. The therapists say, I don't know how he's doing what he does. So he's determined. That's how he does it. Mm-hmm. But it just, it blows me out of the water because I just, to watch his determination and watch his, you know, struggle, but still determined. Yeah. And he's going to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Keep going, Noah. <laughs> oh, I know. The sky is the <laughs> limit, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he has restrictions. He has hardware in yeah. his back. So, you know, certain things like trampolines and contact sports are out yeah. for life. But I'm just hoping that he doesn't want to do them and then I don't have to yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Maybe he can just go like on track and field or something. No contact. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Swimming, I there was hoping. Go. Yeah, that's that's a better one, probably, yeah. He doesn't have any muscle mass on yeah. his legs. Like, they're very yeah. atrophied. I don't know if you've seen them. I don't know if it's noticeable. See, to me, I always ask people, when you see him walk, is it noticeable? Yeah. Because I see him every day, and I don't, but his legs are very atrophied. So when you put him in the pool, he's got no muscle to hold yeah. him down. So his legs are always up in the air, and he's trying to flip backwards and... <laughs> He can't get up. <laughs> yeah, maybe swim. Maybe swim would be a better sport for him. Yeah, swim would be a better sport. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. And Well, thank you for inviting us Definitely. for this. It's very important to me. Yeah. I mean, if I can help one person, that was, like I said, I mean, I had a support system mm-hmm. and I had people, but I had felt so alone when he was born. Yeah. Uh, there were two people on the unit I worked on that had babies the same week. Oh, wow. You know, they, they took their perfect babies home and mine was in the NICU. Yeah. The heartbreak, you just, I can't even describe it. Yeah. Like just having a NICU stay to begin with yeah. is traumatizing, let alone like. It was very, it was very traumatizing. It's hard to explain, but I got PTSD from it. Oh, I'm sure. Like it's a real, it's a real thing. Yeah. People say, oh, I got PTSD from us. Like, ah. Uh, I just, I don't think I could go in there if I wanted to. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I, even six years later, just the emotional part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I'm not currently working right now, but I worked on a postpartum floor and it was, it was mm-hmm. hard taking the moms over to NICU all the time and just seeing what they were going through on top of the like added just postpartum. Yeah. In itself is difficult, let alone yeah. having a baby in NICU, caring for a child that has been in NICU and has more needs yeah, and then what their life is going to look like. So whether they're premature or having like more serious health conditions, you know, like, yeah. And I always, I always ask this question to everyone that comes on. Uh, what are you doing for self care right now? Self care. I do my, I get my nails done. I love getting my nails done. Nice. I mean, I incorporate self-care with Noah because, like I said, I'm single mom. I have them full-time. Yeah. We do a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. Now that things are opening, it'll be better. Yeah. We go to the park a lot, and I just, I love that. Yeah. That, to me, is self-care. Everybody says you need to take time for yourself, mm-hmm. and I get it, but watching him play and 
taking him. We were at Syracuse Mall the other day. Mm-hmm. That is my self-care. That makes me happy. Yeah. So many people say self-care is this, self-care is that, like a bath isn't self-care, yeah. whatever. Like self-care is what you make it to be. And exactly. Here, self-care is what makes you happy. Exactly. That's why it's called self-care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you're feeling good afterwards, then it's working. <laughs> That's right. That's my self-care. Yeah. Taking care of him. Is Noah around? He is in the in his playroom. Oh, is he? Hey, Noah, come here. <laughs> He's coming. Okay. Do you mind if I ask him some questions? Oh, sure. Okay. Can Emily ask you some questions? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Noah. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Good. So I saw a video of you on Facebook the other day that your mom posted of you, like, jumping from... Like, I don't even know what to call them. I just call them mushrooms. Like, Remember those mushrooms you were jumping on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you love playing on the playground? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do? Um, go, go on the swings. Go on the swings? Yeah. Yeah. He come home from the park with bruises and scrapes. <laughs> and to me... Yeah. That's a wonderful sight. I never thought that would be possible. Yeah. Like, that's a normal boy thing. Right. Yeah. Noah, did you know that when you were born, they said that uh, you probably wouldn't be able to walk? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think about that now? I can walk. You can walk? Because your mom says that you're just so determined. That you are just so strong and you just do everything that the doctor... But, but I can't, but, but the other time when I was in the pool, I slipped over and got water in my mouth, cause, but, my, but, I, but I couldn't touch the ground. Oh, you couldn't touch the ground? Yeah, I tried to, though. Yeah. And then I tipped over. Oh. Do you he like must have heard us talking about that. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. You did? <laughs> I, I have... I I I have sensitive I have se- I have sensitive I have sensitive ears. You do have sensitive, sensitive ears. ears. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like getting water in my ears. <laughs> yeah. I get water in my nose when I go underwater. You do? Like when I got caught. Yeah, I got caught underwater when I went in the wave pool. Because the waves are too big, and I was and I was crawling like this, and then and then the wave came, and I went underwater. Yikes! I, it's called it's it's called wave walk. It's called wave underwater. Oh, <laughs> wave underwater. <laughs> I don't like getting water in my nose either. That always tingles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he took off. Did he? Okay. <laughs> yep. Have time. Typical. <laughs> Yep. I can only get about a, like two minutes with my kids too, and then they run away. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's awesome. He is so cute. <laughs> Thank you. I am like, I am just so amazed. I think it's incredible, and I'm really excited to share his story on my podcast. So thanks for. Oh, I'm I'm happy. I love to share our story. It gives other people some sort of hope. Sometimes, obviously, nobody's in the same boat all the time of course yeah. but if you can get I looked I I asked the doctors I asked every doctor 15 16 different ways about is he gonna walk and right. I didn't just to try to get a little bit of hope 
Yeah. You know, I was on the phone with the doctor. Is there any chance he's going to walk? And, you know, <laughs> there's a pause and they say probably not. Yeah. But if anybody can get anything out of that. Right. You know, just, just have some hope because you don't know. Right. Yeah. Then that's my goal. Yep. Take it one day at a time and just have some hope. I love it. Yep. That's great. Well, thank you again so much. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this applies to you, but uh, where can people find you if they'd like to connect with you? Um, I am on Instagram or Facebook, Jennifer Perkins. Uh, I am currently trying to make Noah a website on Facebook because that way I can keep all of his updates there. We have a lot of uh, town family, a lot of friends that follow him. Cool. But I'll post the link on my Facebook. Awesome. But feel free to add me and feel free to message me. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again for chatting with me today. Thank you. I'm the same way. I, I would probably be like, I don't know. I don't want to be on your podcast. It sounds a little bit weird. But, I like to help people, though, you know, because not everybody yeah. goes through this. So exactly. The people and that like, do, it's it's really helpful to know somebody. Like what you heard? Yes, I did. Just stoop that low. But regardless of how cute she is, if you like what you heard, connect with me on my social feeds or subscribe. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget to tag me so I can personally thank you. See you next episode.